she can't, she shouldn't, she's too young, she's too smart for her own good, she's too disruptive, she's too brash, she's too bold, too audacious, too persistent, she took too long, she should just give it up, she can't succeed. Hi, it's Nikita Mingaru again. I'm so glad you tuned into my second episode and thank you guys so much for supporting me in my first episode. You have no idea how much it means to me and I'm so grateful and thankful that I have so many people supporting me within my life. Today is going to be a hard episode because I'm going to be talking about a hard topic, but before I begin on explaining the situation, I want to give a little disclaimer that this is going to be an episode where I will be talking about murder and guns, so if you're sensitive to subject material surrounding that, I would suggest that you just wait until my next podcast episode, which will be a lighter topic, I promise, but I just wanted to bring awareness to this issue, which has grown greater implications other than what it is. Today, I'm going to be talking about the murder of Ahmed Arbery. So Ahmed Arbery is a 25-year-old black man who was jogging in a neighborhood outside Brunswick, Georgia. Wanda Cooper, the mother of Arbery, told CNN that she wasn't worried about him ever jogging. This was pretty normal for him and he wasn't bothering anyone, so she never had any worry about him getting stuck in any altercations. Jason Vaughn, Ahmad's former football coach at Brunswick High School, said that people are known for jogging in that area all the time and we all know that Maud likes to jog the area. He would stop and sometimes in the middle of his workout, he'd play basketball with the younger kids and at the game, he'd go back to jogging. That's the kind of person he was. So this was completely normal normal for Ahmad to be going out and jogging. This wasn't anything new, but this time it took a deadly turn. There are two men who were involved in this crime, Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael. For ease of comprehension and less confusion, I'm going to be calling Gregory McMichael, McMichael, and Travis, Travis. From a historical standpoint, usually you would try to use last names, but because we're talking about a father and son, it's easier to use Travis's first name. In Gregory McMichael's report to police, he explained that he thought Arbery fit the description of a person suspected of robbery. He then went on to say that after confronting Arbery, Arbery attacked McMichael's son, Travis, and then struggled over Travis's shotgun, which resulted in Arbery's death after two shots were fired. The McMichaels were not arrested because Travis claimed that this was a citizen's arrest. Personally, I've heard about a citizen's arrest before, but I didn't really know the parameters, and I knew that within Georgia, there must be different rules. There is not federal regulation over citizen's arrest, so I searched it up. This information is from the Georgia Bar. I found that a lot of websites had information about citizen's arrest, but I felt that this was the most reliable because this is what future lawyers use to take their exam to become lawyers. So, citizen's arrest in Georgia. As a private citizen, you have no authority to arrest anyone without a warrant. Without a warrant, you may arrest anyone who commits a misdemeanor or felony in your presence or with your immediate knowledge. A citizen's arrest occurs when a citizen prevents a suspect from leaving a scene. Citizen's arrests most often happen in cases like shoplifting, when the store's manager detains the suspected offender. We have the McMichaels, who claim that this was a citizen's arrest, so they were not arrested. However, however, in Georgia guidelines, this was not a citizen's arrest. They 
went after this man because they suspected he was a robber. They didn't see him commit any robberies. They didn't see him commit any crimes. They just went after him with guns to stop him from committing more crimes. It seemed a little fishy to me. So I looked into why else they might not have been arrested. Some important information to know, Gregory McMichael is a former district attorney office investigator. He has some ties to the police department and he has some power within this judicial system. Honestly, I felt that they were never going to arrest these people in the first place. Until new evidence has just been released by a radio station who were sent this evidence anonymously, and it is a video of the crime. The video begins with a man in a white t-shirt jogging down the middle of the street towards a pickup. One man is in the bed of the truck and the other is standing near the driver's side door. As the man in the t-shirt approaches, he goes around the pickup on the right side, and just as he's passing the front of the vehicle, he makes a left and begins tussling with a man with a shotgun. A shot goes off, and the two disappear off the left side of the screen as the man who is running appears to throw a punch. The man standing in the back of the truck takes out a handgun, but does not fire. A second shot is heard as the men who are fighting are off screen. As the men come back into view, both are still grabbing the shotgun. The man in the t-shirt appears to throw a right-handed punch at the man's head as the third gunshot is heard. The man who is shot recoils as blood appears on his t-shirt below his left ribcage. He stumbles and falls in the middle of the two-lane road. The man with the shotgun walks away as the other man walks towards them with the gun in his right hand. This description was given by CNN. However, I think that this description kind of makes it sound like if this is Ahmad Arbery, that he was the one who instigated the violence. However, when I watched the video personally, I found that this wasn't entirely accurate, this description. Instead, I saw that it seemed like Ahmad Arbery was defending himself against someone who had a gun and who was confronting him. I don't really know what happened because in between Ahmad running and the fight, there is a blank spot. The person who was taking the video moves off and loses focus of them. So we don't really know what happened in those couple of seconds. But what we do know is that this video does not fully match the report of McMichael. I personally think that for the Georgia Police Department, this Brunswick Police Department, it would be easy to just blame Arbery. He's dead. He can't defend himself. He's a black man against a pretty well-known and influential white man who killed him, according to what McMichael saw as the law, which according to the actual law, he was not following the law. I also want to point out that throughout this whole encounter, Ahmad Arbery was not armed. He was just going on a jog. Since this incident, two district attorneys of Brunswick, Georgia have stepped down because of possible conflicts of interest. District attorney Tom Durden was formally appointed district attorney pro tempore by the order of attorney general on April 13th, 2020. And he then began his investigation into Arbery's death. In his press release, when talking about this case, he said, after careful review of the evidence presented and after exchanging information with the Glynn County Police Department, the FBI, the United States Attorney for the Southern District of Georgia, and the Prosecuting Attorney's Council of Georgia, I am of the opinion that the case should be presented to the Grand Jury of Glynn County for consideration of criminal charges against those involved in the death of Mr. Arbery. Although this has been said, neither Gregory McMichael or Travis McMichael have been arrested for this crime. Jacksonville attorney John Phillips, who has a history of handling civil rights cases, said that he was minding his own business, going for a jog, 
and one or two good old boys with some level of law enforcement influence in their mind stopped the truck, started the encounter with a shotgun. And the young man tries to stop an unlawful attack on him, and he gets killed for it. That is disturbing, and that needs to be resolved in detention until the trial. You're certainly innocent until proven guilty, but that seems to be to me, in my opinion, a despicable act of homicide, if not, again, manslaughter or murder. That's a criminal act. Phillips said that he's concerned that state attorneys didn't intend on prosecuting until the video surfaced. That's what it smells like is up to me and that's and that there is just an intent not to prosecute these guys and that they need to be prosecuted whether that's by grand jury indictment or filing charges right now under Georgia law and get in the indictment later for the higher charges they have those options available to them. This opinion has not only been held by this district attorney prosecutor in Florida, there have also been very strong opinions by the NAACP and Bernice King and Sean King. Bernice King is the daughter of Martin Luther King Jr., who is very active in social justice, and Sean King, not related to Bernice King, is just another activist who is very prominent within the black community. Bernice King just tweeted about this heinous event. In her tweet, she said, are these two men, quote-unquote, good people too, at real Donald Trump? I call on you and Governor Kemp to condemn the actions, these two white men, as terrorism, hatred, inhumanity, insanity, immorality, and evil. Unconscionable. She goes on to say, The lack of immediate response to the modern-day lynching of Ahmed Arbery is an injustice for all black people. It is my understanding that the appointed special prosecutor slash DA decided to present their case to the grand jury for indictment. An improved response, but we must realize that these two men felt entitled to quote-unquote police Ahmed Arbery. The language of leaders contributes to that. Sean King tweeted, I am trembling with anger over what I just witnessed. We need all hands on deck. This is the lynching of Ahmed Arbery. It's one of the worst things I've seen in my entire life. The NAACP tweeted, Share the video. It's the same strategy that King used in Birmingham, the same strategy that Miss Till used when she wanted Emmett's casket open. It's been two months with little traction. So share the video. The world must see these monsters' deeds. We must fight for justice. It also tweeted, Imagine the pain of knowing about a murder in the state of Georgia for two and a half months and the world only finding out about it because the video surfaced. Tom Durden, the district attorney who was involved in this case, said that they're going to try to get this to the grand jury as quickly as they can, but Georgia is not opening its grand trials and juries until June 12th, and it, they only possibly may resume then. We don't know how this coronavirus is going to continue, and we don't know if it might have to go on longer than that. So there's an overview of this case, but now I'm going to give you my opinions. Personally, I am so angry that this happened. First of all, I'm so upset that this happened two months ago, over two months ago, and here we are learning about it now. I live in the state of Georgia. I wasn't in the state of Georgia February 23rd, but neither my mom or stepdad or little brother knew about this case at all, and they live in Georgia. We're not too far from Brunswick. I'm gonna say it here. I don't like the police. I never have. I never will until there is serious reform, but this really exemplifies why. This citizen's arrest law that the McMichaels were trying to talk about is not even a law in Georgia. They were literally breaking the law. And our police force doesn't know that? Brunswick police force doesn't know that that's a thing? They purposefully didn't arrest these two people because of their stance in, the, in Georgia. 
and their stance in that community. And that is so wrong. This really points out the problem with our police. They don't really follow the law. They can kind of get away with anything they want, and there are no consequences. There are no consequences for the fact these two murderers are out on the streets of Georgia just walking around, living their lives, and they just straight up murdered a man. And let's be honest, they murdered the man because he was black. Yes, he fit the description, but I want to see that description. What description was it? Because probably it was tall, black man. Have they never seen black men before? This guy was jogging. He was obviously wearing workout clothes. I don't understand how you could mistake that for someone. And if anything, if they believe in the police so much, why didn't they call the police? White people love calling the police. And this is the one time they choose not to and a guy ends up dead. And a lot of people are saying that it's too much for Sean King and Bernice King to be calling this a lynching. But what is it if it's not a modern day lynching? Two men following a black man and then killing him for no reason. Yes, they had the reason that he looked like a suspect, but they killed him. Of course someone's going to be defensive when you come up to them with a gun in their face. These are citizens. To me, this is just unforgivable. There is nothing that our justice department can do to be forgiven for this, unless they indict these men. And even then, there's still so many flaws that need to be worked out within our police system, because obviously there's people are being hurt, and not people, black people. And they deserve justice for this, because this isn't just Ahmed Arbery and Wanda Cooper, his mother, who has been sitting for two months waiting for justice to be brought to her son, who died in the hands of citizens. This is a hindrance to the entire black community. People always wonder, why are black people so scared of the police? Why are black people so scared of white people? It's because white people do things like this. And yes, not all white people do this, but so many do. Personally, I just want people to be up in arms about this. I want people to be angry, just as angry as I am. No, I am not a part of the black community, but we should never stand for things like this. We don't need to be a part of a community to stand up for that community. And especially if you're a person of color or a part of any other marginalized group, you should be standing up for this. Because let's be honest, civil rights would have not been accomplished without black people. So if we don't support them, we are diminishing the entire movement. Ahmed Arbery deserves justice and everybody should know his name. I really recommend you looking into this case and learning more about it. I'm going to keep following this case as much as I can in the future, and hopefully this family will get the justice that they deserve. I don't have much hope, to be honest. If we look at Trayvon Martin, that was also another case of quote-unquote citizen's arrest, and nothing happened to the man who killed him. Young black men do not deserve to die, and we need to stand up for them point blank period. I recommend that everyone just keeps following this case, keeps following cases similar to this, really takes a look at the structure and the system that we applaud ourselves for within the United States and work for ways to reform and make it better and support activists who are 
devoting their livelihoods to these issues, such as Sean King and Bernice King. No, you don't need to agree with everything that they're doing and everything that they believe in, but there are some things where there's no gray area. It just is right or wrong. And in the case of Ahmaud Arbery, I don't see how how you could say that these two men who murdered him in cold blood are right in the situation. They are just plain wrong. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Um, Sorry it was such a sad subject, but it's a subject that needs to be talked about more, and it's something that is really deeply important to me and I'm very passionate about. I really hope that this inspires some people to go out, look more into this case, find things similar. I promise that the next episode that I do will be a little bit more lighthearted, but also a part of this podcast that I made very clear within the first video is that we're going to be talking about some hard-hitting topics. This is one of them. Thank you so much and I hope you tune in next time. Bye!